Hey, it's Justin Potnier here on the Mixed Morning Grind. Our featured community for our Heartland Tour is my hometown of Mournville. And one of the great well-known residents of Mournville is Mr. Ed Bulger. He joins me this morning. Ed, how are you? I am fine. Thank you for asking. How about yourself, man? I'm doing fantastic. How's your summer? Uh, so far, so good. I got my fingers crossed. It's looking good. It is looking good. We're kind of climbing out of this thing, I think, hey? Yeah, I think you're right, dude. So now let's hear about your Mournville story. You, now you were born in town, but you, you had moved a little bit here and there. Yeah. So actually I was born here, lived here till I was five. My father was in the air force, uh, good on our servicemen, by the way, in this country of ours. And, uh, he got, he got transferred to the uh, New Brunswick in the Maritimes from 65 till 70. So from the age till five till nine, I lived in the Maritimes, New Brunswick. And then we were lucky enough to get transferred right back here again. Uh, dad was actually based out in the Mayo at the airfield there, but, uh, we wound up buying our house right back in Mournville when we moved back. And I've been here ever since. So out of 60, uh, 60 years, I, you, if you looked at me, you'd think I was way older, but out of 60 no. years, <laughs> out of 60 years, I've been here for 55. So I'd like to say I'm a lifetime resident. It's been awesome. You, yeah. hundred percent. You're a lifetime resident. And so let's take us back to, you probably don't remember the days before, you know, you had moved to Bruns, uh, New Brunswick, probably not as well as you do later, but when you moved back, what was Mournville like at that time? Cause it's changed quite a bit over the years. Actually, that's an excellent call, man. Because uh, so when we moved back here, and I can't give the exact numbers, Justin, but I'm going to guess that the population of Mournville then would have been in the neighborhood of about a thousand people. It could have been maybe a little bit less, a little bit more. I don't remember exactly, but I think if I remember correctly, the sign even said a thousand. But you know how we're always a year behind in most places for putting the right numbers. Up. Okay, so I'm going to say we were around a thousand people plus or minus. Okay, so and you know, like I mean, so I'm a ten year old kid, nine, ten years old. Uh, it was an awesome little town. I mean, you know, we had friends and family here from before, so that was cool. But what I still remember is a lot of the streets were still gravel, for example, right? Like now, you know, were they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you when you were born, everything here was already paved, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when I was here, like I say, probably until, oh, I don't know, early 70s, 72, 73, maybe ish. A lot of our streets in town were still gravel, except for some of the main streets. You know, and oh, yeah, like, you know, and uh, and then as 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 time went on, you know, they start paving one block north or east or south or west of the main drags. And then eventually the whole town, you know, by mid 70s, we were we were modernized. But uh, I'm, I remember that a lot. Like, I remember the gravel streets. Um, the other thing, the other thing that I remember distinctly about. And of course, when you move back as a nine, 10 year old kid, things like this really turn your crank. But we got back here just in time. Back in the late 60s, early 70s, we had a. One of our parish priests in town by the name of Father Primo. You would know that because you went to the high school. Okay. So the high school. Yeah. yeah. So one of the schools in town here at the time was a high school and it was named after him. And he was just the king of volunteerism. Okay. Like this man just, you know, he was our parish priest, but he was such an organizer and just got. So we used to have a festival here called uh, Frontier Days, which was always at the end of June. And I remember moving back right in time for that and being so excited as a kid because you had the big downtown parade, you know, probably five floats and a fire truck. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, yeah. it, was, it was better than that, but you know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> But there was a lot of excitement to do with this Frontier Days. And the reason why it always stuck out in my mind is because, like I said, you had this Father Primo who was the king of volunteers, and then you had so many 
other people in town. It was all volunteerism. There was nothing paid in those days. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. and all these families would pitch in and sort of each family sort of had their role in the festival. It was like a weekend festival at the end of June, right? So you get out of school and boom, it's frontier days. Well, what better way to kick off your summer when you're a kid? And uh, so we had the, uh, what they used to call the international grounds. They had a bunch of buildings there and that's where they'd sort of have their, their fairgrounds and their midway. But in each of these buildings, they'd have different uh, nationalities type things. So one family, a French family might be looking after meat pies or a Ukrainian family might be looking after pierogies and all this stuff you could buy was handmade, homemade, blah, blah, blah. But you yeah. know what I mean? It was just so damn good. Right. So that, I remember that well. So where, where would that have been in today? What part of town would that have taken place at? Like where yeah, would that so you, be today? Yeah, so you know where the arena is here, the old arena in Mournville. The old arena, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it would have been straight west of there, actually, Justin, right behind it, like in the lot right behind it where there's now, a, I think now we've got an outdoor skating rink and a water park. That used to be the site for the uh, international grounds, which they call it. And like I said, there was a bunch of buildings there that stayed there year round and also for the midway, you know what I mean? So it was kind of the gathering, you know, and what was cool, of course, the old days, you know, you used to have the beer gardens all day long, right? So, <laughs> so, so right behind the arena, they just had a driveway that the Zamboni could drive in and out of in those days before they had the artificial ice plant. And anyways, so people just wandered down that driveway right into the arena, nice and cool and sip on a couple, you know, a couple of wobbly pops while they, you know, if they wanted to cool off and yeah. yeah. But I remember that well. So it was situated right there, right straight west of our, uh, the old arena. Now, one of the early memories too, and I, I know we were going to talk about this because it, it is something that Mournville is still kind of known for. People bring it up every now and then is our attempt at the world's largest something. Everybody's got the world's largest something. <laughs> what was ours? Yeah. And you know what? It wasn't just an attempt, my friend. It was, they actually wound up getting the record in the, in the Guinness world book. But anyways, they went for the world's largest toque. Now, <laughs> How I don't know if that I don't know if that means you'd freeze your butt off here all the time, and that's why we shot for toques or not. But anyways, and they actually got the record. It was kind of funny. So, so and this was actually hand knitted by all a whole bunch of ladies in town. They actually knitted this thing, and it's I don't know I don't remember the size of it. I'm sure you could find it on the internet, but it it was the world's largest toque, and uh, it's kind of cool when you ask about that because uh, that's our claim to fame, such as it is. But the reason why it still sticks out as such a cool thing in my mind is that. Uh, uh, our town has always been really known for community spirit and volunteerism and stuff like now I realize every town in Alberta and probably Canada can brag about the same thing, which is awesome. That's one of the great things about our country. However, those in Morinville were also very, very good with volunteering and pitching in when it, when the help was needed. And so over and above this greatest, the world's biggest tube thing, you had a bunch of volunteers that would get together every year at Christmas time. They light up our downtown park and they have a little Christmas parade. And so you need a lot of hands to put up lights and banners and plan all this stuff, right? So the one year, in addition to the guys volunteering for that, you had ladies volunteering to make toques for these guys so they could wear them and you still see them around. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cool. You do. And my dad still has one. I know you do too. You wear it every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's one of those things that you kind of spoke to it too, is that there was a, there always has been a lot of community spirit. Now it's changed a little bit over the years into kind of a bigger operation. Obviously the fact that it's 10 times the size it was when you were growing up. And when I graduated, it was half the size that it is today. Um, so things have changed a lot, but that was really the core of what got Mournville rolling as a great community is that there was those volunteers and people willing to do things outside of their own home to better their community. You know what? I think you're exactly right, man. And, and I don't want to bore you with a whole lot of history, but uh, so, so the town of Mournville, <clears throat> 
uh, was incorporated in 1911. Okay, so so in the year 2011, here we had our hundredth our hundredth anniversary. Uh, I had the honor of uh, writing actually a song for the town, like in commemorating commemorating that, right? And it was kind of cool. So. I was able to do a little bit more research on the town as a result of wanting to have a decent background for this song. Uh, so, and I, if I remember the lyrics, right. And lean in your 91. So, okay. So in, in, uh, in 1891, father Morin came from Quebec and hence the name Morinville. Right. And there was 50 came with 51 settlers. I even remember that. Cause it's the one of the lyrics on this goofy little song I wrote. So anyways, uh, what's cool about that is, in those days, so you had 50 plus or minus people. And again, you know, a priest driving the coach or whatever. But hey, man, you ever see the church? You have. But if anyone's ever seen the church in this town, we have a church that's worth bragging about. It's a it's a historical site. You know that, right? Now, that church was built with nothing but sweat and blood and the tears of the people that were here. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of money to go around. They had just migrated here from, from Quebec. You know, and that was a tough trip in those days to begin. So even that's very cool. So, I mean, it's obvious this town was not only founded on volunteerism, but as you said, or it still has it today. And that's so cool to think back on that because it's a beautiful church. Absolutely. And actually, you spoke about that, too, about, you know, uh, writing a song. You've been a musician for many, many, many years and have played at all sorts of events in Mournville uh, since you were young. I mean, oh, you're still young, but I mean, when you were young. God bless you, son. God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so what uh what where did you get your your passion for music and how did that develop over the years the music thing is funny because uh like i told you i lived down east for a while so when i was a kid and this is this is no word of a lie i was enamored by an accordion because we actually had in moncton new brunswick my parents had a door-to-door accordion salesman that showed up with this freaking squeeze box okay And of course, I'm like a seven or eight year old kid. This thing's amazing to me. I've never played anything before, but I'm like, oh, I got to have it. So my parents broke down and, you know, here's dad on an Air Force corporal salary, probably hardly able to, you know, keep us fed decently. And now they bought an accordion for the kid. Anyways, I started with that, uh, found out that I could kind of play it, but I hated it because you have to practice. You know, your your buddies are out on the road playing street hockey. You can see them through the front window and you're practicing on your flipping accordion, right? So blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I ditched that after about 11 or 12. They finally gave up on trying to get me to play that because it was I was too cool for it then. But you know what? Then you turn 16, Justin, and all of a sudden there's a certain thing called girls that come into your life. <laughs> and if you can strum a guitar and sing a song, even if you're as homely as I was back then, you can still get away, you can still get away with having girlfriends. Anyways, that's yeah. what's I mean, I just love music. I love listening to music. I love playing it. I love watching it, you know, all of it. So that's what kicked it off, man. And I've always been happy, again, because this town is the town it is. Uh, I was always happy to be able to volunteer if I got asked to do things like that. Nowadays, you know, we've come to the sort of, like you said, the later times where almost everything has a price attached to it. So everyone feels like you got to get paid something or you got to have an on. But you know what? I still love every chance I get to do it, whether you're whether it's a paid gig or not. You know, we got seniors that love it. I get out with my family every year at Christmas time and we carol for the seniors. That's been an annual tradition for probably 30 years. Well, no, more than that, because my kids are in mid 30s and my kids started doing with me when they were about two or three. They were standing on chairs so they could reach the microphone you know what i mean like yeah, uh, yeah. so i mean i've been doing that for whatever like you said 40 45 years loving every minute of a man and it's just great to give back right absolutely and you spoke yeah. to, to the fact that, uh, that you raised your family in mournville obviously as well uh it was different um you know from the time that you grew up to be able to raise your kids it was a bit of a different town still great obviously uh but there was differences to it it was a bigger place uh, what was it like being the leader of a family in a town like Mournville. 
Okay, so that's and that's a great point because you know, much like Fort Saskatchewan, we're very close to the city. We're within a twenty-minute drive, whatever the case, right? So, <clears throat> one of the things about Mournville, even though we have a number of great local businesses that you try and support as much as you can, uh, you know, you're always competing with the city, which St. Albert, for example, which is only twenty minutes to 10, 15 minutes away, whatever, right? So. Right. Well, we, we always had the local mom and pop businesses like the grocery stores and stuff, but it was always a bit, I want to say it's always a bedroom community. You know what I mean? Like it was cheaper to buy a house here for a family than it was in say St. Albert or Edmonton. As long as you didn't mind, whatever, a half hour commute, which over the years has gotten crazier and crazier, but you know what I'm talking about. So yeah. Uh, yeah so it was awesome to be able to raise kids. I mean, you were a kid that was raised here as well. So you know what I'm talking about? It was kind of a sleepy little town, but there was still a fair bit for kids to do. And if you did want to go see the movies or go swimming or check out the bowling that lane, or you were just a hop, skip and a jump away to the city. So I really personally, I loved it because you had the peace of mind of a little less, little less traffic to worry about your kids getting tied up in or any other number of influences that some of the bigger centers will, you know, start to have that may be good or bad on kids. Right. I'm not yeah. saying living in a big center is a bad thing, but you know what I'm sure. yeah. yeah. So that part, to me, gave me a lot of peace of mind. I mean, you know, I worked four years in the city, uh, went to college before that in the city. So I probably commuted there for 42, 43 years. Uh, when it came time for retirement, it was nice to ditch that commute, but it wasn't the end of the world. You got up a half hour early in the morning and whatever, man, you know, like, yeah. Well, th- that seems to be a common thread with a lot of folks who we're talking to is that it's the best of both worlds. Right. That's good. That's- living, you get the amenities of the city. Absolutely. You know, yeah. And, you know, you maybe can't walk to the pool, but uh, you know what I mean? Little things like that, but you're absolutely right. Like everything, all the good stuff's not that far away from us. And you got that good, like I said, you got that good community spirit. I mean, when I started out here, like I said, in the seventies, everybody knew everybody. You were only a thousand people max, right? Sometimes that's good. Maybe sometimes that's bad, depending on your lifestyle. and what you want people. That's right. (laughs) But uh, that's the one big thing, like you said, Justin, that's changed majorly now. I mean, you're looking at a population of over 10,000 people now. You don't necessarily know everybody, but a lot of the new people that move here, if you chat with them, they still feel the same way. Like they like that, that, I'm going to use the term small town feel. And there's a certain degree of friendliness that comes with a smaller center. You know, you guys still have it. Even in the fort, you have that, even though it's considered a city now, you guys still have that nice small center feel and that's so cool right like for everything for schools for businesses all of that stuff man that's right and we were talking uh, too that uh, you know back in the day when you'd go down even you know when i was a kid growing up you'd have to allot a little bit of extra time if we went grocery grocery shopping with with grandma or whatever <laughs> if you've got a lot extra time to go down to the iga at that time it's now soapy <laughs> yeah because you're going to run into about 20 people that you know, and you got to find out the latest town gossip, right? I am totally laughing right now because my wife's just, yeah, my wife, I'm watching my wife. She's going like this, like, because, <laughs> because that's me, Justin. That's me. Like yep. I said, having, having grown up here most of my life, you do know a lot of people, you know, even the newer people that come in, you get to know them through your kids activities or through the school or through other committees and whatnot. Anyways, that's exactly what happened. So I'm supposedly going to the grocery store to pick some, something that we need right away. You know, like the barbecue's hot and we need something. Okay. Yeah. And you get, you get back half, three quarters an hour later. And my first, my wife's first question, who did you run into this time? <laughs> oh, you're so right about that, buddy. You're so right. You yeah. know, but I like that. I actually like that. I'm happy. I'm happy that happens, man. 
That's know? right. And, and as much as the town has grown and it has grown at an incredible pace, um, it still has that feel. And that's really the most important part. And that's what people are telling us about uh, today here on our Heartland Tour on Mix 107. Uh, Ed, thank you so much for joining us and telling us stories. That was absolutely fantastic. Is there anything else you want to say about our hometown of Mortonville? No, I just love it here. And I don't think uh, I don't think uh, I'd be bragging too terribly much if I said I think it's the greatest place to live in the world. But I know there's other spots out there, but I'm real happy to be here and uh, proud to say that you came from here, too, man. And it's nice to have you closer to home again. Hey, it's Justin Potnia here on the Mixed Morning Grind. We're showcasing our Heartland Tour today. And the tour stop is at a place that is very special to my heart. We're talking about my hometown of Mournville, Alberta. And I've got a special guest on uh, to talk about a real community leader, a lady who has been involved in the community for many Many years, and I've known her for many years as well. We're talking about Nicole Baudestein, counselor for the city of Morinville. Nicole, how are you? Very good, Justin. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Not only that, but deputy mayor as well, right? Yeah, it's my it's my my time. So <laughs> every counselor on um, for the town gets an eight month term, and this is mine. So let's talk about your start in Morinville. We were just talking; it's been over 40 years now that you've been in town. I don't know how that's possible because I thought you were 39. <laughs> you are just amazing. <laughs> uh, no, so let's uh, let's talk about how you eventually arrived in Mournville. What's your Mournville story? So my Mournville story is, so when I was eight in grade three, my parents chose Mournville. We actually moved from Busby. <laughs> so so big you're, move getting, you're getting a bigger town. Yeah. <laughs> Born from a little town of Busby to at the time when Mournville was just a small, small town. Um, which would have been 44 years ago. Absolutely love it. Grew up here. Both my kids were raised in Mournville, so grounded our roots here in town. A big part of the conversation this morning will be the growth of Mournville because it has grown leaps and bounds in a lot of ways uh, over the years. But uh, from your time when you first came, from what you, you have as far as the memory goes of your elementary, junior high days, what do you remember Mournville being like at that time? Residential-wise, we've grown leaps and bounds. Business-wise, um, slow start, but we are playing catch-up right now and doing a fantastic job with that. But really, from the time I can recall to actually today, right now as we're speaking, I mean, you grew up in Mournville as well. It's the residents. It's that community feel that was there years ago, that is there today, and will hopefully still be with us tomorrow. Bedroom community, if some call it like that, and I am thrilled about it. Thrilled to be in this community where you still feel safe, where you can actually walk outside and not lock your doors, which some people should. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know if we're being naive, but it is yeah. that it's safety of being in this small town where in fact we could tomorrow apply to be a city because we're over 10,000 people. Still the camaraderie of knowing every neighbor around you and you go to Sobeys or No Frills, wherever you go in town, you're always running into someone that you know. It's not a five minute trip to get groceries. It's a 20 minute trip to get groceries. Well, that's always a kind of a funny thing is because when you would go downtown yes. to Main Street or to Sobeys or wherever you were going, you would have to allot a little bit of extra time because you knew that you were going to run into someone and you were going to have a 10, 20, 30 minute conversation, maybe even go for coffee. Exactly. And it hasn't changed. So 10 years ago, that was the case. And still today, that's the case. And that, that's what makes Mournville Mournville and a great community to live in. You still notice that same flavors there. Definitely. Definitely. And like I said, I sure hope that we don't change. From what I see right now, new residents moving in. We have a new neighbor actually that moved in last year just before Christmas. And they are fantastic. Love every minute of being in Mournville. And they were from St. Albert. And he's actually from Nova Scotia. Right. So they're kind of, they love, love it here. 
they got two small kids and said that they would never live anywhere else now that they've been here for a year and, and able to kind of see what the community has to offer. We see that a lot more too these days is people notice, okay, the house prices may be a little bit more reasonable in Mournville. It's still very close to Edmonton. You can still commute every day. There's a lot of those St. Albert, Sherwood Park, Edmonton families moving there for that very reason, that they get to raise their kids in just a bit of a different way. For sure. You've got the small town feel, but like you said, you're seven minutes from Mournville to the north end of St. Albert. So you are literally at Costco and in the parking lot within 10 minutes if you need some of those big ticket items yeah. where you can still do your local shopping and support our economy here in town. Now, Nicole, when we were growing up in town, we made our own fun a lot of the time. Now there's all sorts of things for kids to do all the time in Mournville. There's a lot more to do with the um, opening of our Mournville Leisure Centre that was a couple years ago. And um, I mean, we're the only facility within our area that actually have a field house. So it's not just for those kids who are playing hockey. It's the basketball, the volleyball, for adults, seniors who want to play the pickleball. There's a running track. That's the kind of stuff that we didn't have growing up where that opportunity is here. So in saying that, there's also opportunity for employment. So that's the other aspect of things where when the community grows, businesses come to town, no matter what they are, the kids actually have a better chance of getting employment than we did growing up. Because again, we didn't have that, that much um that many opportunities. The businesses were not here like they are today. And they just keep coming. For instance, my son, his dad opened up, him and his partners opened up Flow Point in Mournville. Huge company. There, I think, are 75 to 90 people right now. And a huge portion of those are people who actually live in Mournville. So that's that's in the industrial park. It's not just them. How many other businesses have come to town to right. employ local people that you couldn't ask for a better community to have both sides of the coin. So I'm going to ask you about the future on two different side of things. Sure. Break out your crystal ball. How is the rest of the summer looking in Mournville? Hopefully hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, this weekend we're getting into the 30s, so it's going to be. It's going to be a huge barbecue weekend. Yeah. Um, July 1st, we have fireworks this year, which will be fantastic. The fire department is putting that on for us. The Splash Park in Mournville, unfortunately, don't know how long it's going to be open. The reason being is council actually approved a brand new Splash Park that has to go in this year because it was free funding from the province. We're going to keep it open as long as we possibly can. And unfortunately, when that closes, the highlight of it is, is in summer 2022 it's going to be a brand new splash park short-term pain long-term gain 100 percent, 100 percent. so go buy some slip and slides right now for your backyard for when that closes and some sprinklers keep your kids active that's right and so long term also with the growth of mournville we've seen it go at quite a pace i believe numbers might be off here but when i graduated in 2005 i think we were about 6700 people somewhere around that mark now you say we're over 10. We're over 10,000. So it's got to be interesting for you guys as a council to be looking at things and you really have to play with the fact that you could be planning for much more of a population than you have right now. For sure. There's pros and cons of that. The pros would be a bigger tax base, which is great for our residents. Um, con of that would be more infrastructure. So it does cost the community for infrastructure to place some of the lines, the roads, the maintenance of it after, the parks after. That that does come at a cost. 
becoming a city. This council threw some ideas around. We've had a lot of information coming at us, but it's not our decision. It is something that needs to be really thought out. So this will be the next council, which would be the council that's elected this October for them to take a look at. And again, there's some pros and cons, big ticket items for RCMP, for instance, that we would have to fund on our own. It's a wonderful place to grow up. It's a wonderful place to own a home, multi-generational community. It's a wonderful place. And Nicole, a part of that is the great work that you and your council have done. So thank you so much for, for uh, putting your, your name forward and helping your community and for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Justin. And I'm waiting to see you possibly be one of our neighbors here in Mournville. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to no wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me on the line, a very well-known resident of Mournville and a great community volunteer for many, many years. We're talking to Mrs. Lil Bedez. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Justin. It's great to be able to talk to you. I, I guess let's start at the beginning. When did you come to start living in Mournville? I grew up in Mournville, so it is my hometown also, and uh, I went to school here and uh, got married, stayed right here, and I'm still here. (laughs) Absolutely. And so in the early days, uh, from when you were going to school, uh, what was the school at that time? Was it in the convent? Uh, there were classes in the convent. There were there were children in the convent also, but uh, no, there was a brick school that um, was right behind the um, the tiny tots. It was tiny tots uh, in the later years, but at at that time, when I was in school in grade eight, they built the um, it's the uh, Sturgeon High School, our Sturgeon School, the public right. school. Now the, it was. The Vanier School when I was going. They built that when I was in grade 8. And uh, and the brick school had burnt down way back when. That was in the, in the late 50s. <laughs> right. And so when you were growing up, obviously Mournville was very different uh, than it was, than it is today. Uh, much smaller in size. What do you remember about the town and how it was back when you were growing up? Well, the population was right about 300 when I was going to school. Wow. Uh, we had wooden sidewalks, if you can believe, and uh, there were very, very little pavement, the main street a bit. We did have a wonderful, uh, as long as I can remember, that big, wide main street down, uh, it's 100th Ave now, but down the center of town. And, um, yeah, but as the... Uh, in each decade of years, like the, the 60s, it, it went up to about a thousand, and it's just gone up to now. I think we're over 10,000 people. But well, that's one of the interesting things is everybody I've talked to is from a different generation. So I, from yours, uh, knowing it as that small, and then we talked to Ed Bulger, and it was about a thousand when he was growing up, and then mm-hmm. uh, Nicole Bautistein said it was probably about three thousand when she was, and then uh, when I graduated, uh, when myself and and your uh, your grandsons graduated, it was about uh, six thousand. It's almost doubled in size now, but from uh, from the time that you've seen it, you've seen it grow from uh, a seed to the 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 big tree that it is now and what are the things that you've seen over the years that you really like uh, that are kind of newer to the community that have happened in the last few years uh, that are really great resources for folks that are looking to come and uh, be part of the community maybe move their family there well I think the the one of the 
the bigger things is we've grown, but I think we still have that small town feeling, which is really nice. We also have such close proximity to like St. Albert and Edmonton, but we still have, you know, just it, it's more friendlier. The volunteering is still very strong here. Um, the yeah, um, people work together. If, if something needs to be done, they're, they're, everybody comes out. It, it, you, you don't find that in sometimes in cities or um, even in towns that are about this size. But um, we've had that. There's a lot of, a lot of history, uh, a lot of uh, uh, people that are, are children of people that were the founding families. We still have some of them left, and that's always a great asset to have in a town. Uh, we also have great amenities here uh, as far as, uh, you know, the, our store. We don't, we don't have that, that many, well, shopping stores, so to speak, because it's so close to Edmonton. But we do have, um, you know, the Sobeys and No Frills and lots of uh, restaurants and uh, McDonald's, and you, you know you're getting big when you have a McDonald's, and <laughs> A&W, and what have you. That's right, absolutely. And you had mentioned that right there, uh, st- something that's been kind of a common thread through the folks that we've talked to is that volunteerism has been a big reason why Mournville has become the community that it has. And for a good number of years there in the early days, and a lot of it from when you were uh, coming up in the community as well, that volunteering really built a lot of the things that Mournville is known for today. It definitely did. It definitely did. Uh, We had, uh, um, uh, from the time that... uh, um, we uh, we got married in 62 and from that time on um i i well there was some before but you know when you're you're a teenager you don't pay much attention to it but uh after that it was uh like you know we had the fairs in the summer and the fest, um frontier days was big in the mid 60s and it continued for a lot of years and now we still have the festival that's um you know around July 24th there in there we just had it this past weekend plus um you know in the winter in november they've they had for years they had the um light up in the park and the the uh, festival of lights the santa parade at, at night and that was a big thing and that take all of those things take a lot of volunteers and and when you have a lot of volunteers working then you have a lot of people out supporting everything Absolutely. And and that's kind of uh, a lot of the things that you mentioned are things that I remember growing up with and especially those uh, celebrations at uh, at Christmas time. Now, I'm going to do a little Mournville inside joke here because I don't want to reveal too much. And I think maybe you know where I'm going is that a lot of people know you as Mrs. Bodez, but they might know you as something else, too. And we'll keep that as a little bit of a an inside joke between Mournville people, because uh, if they don't know, I don't want to ruin the uh, surprise. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, yes, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, we'll keep that and as I a Mournville inside joke. Uh, and uh, so also, uh, what are some of the events, maybe uh, keystone moments uh, in Mournville over the years that maybe stand out in your mind as great moments, maybe turning points uh, in the history of the town? School is, 
it has increased so much with with the people. And we've got such great schools here. Um, we have, uh, you know, our streets are all paved now. Like I said, we started out with nothing, but uh, now they're all paved and. Uh, celebrations like of the town when the the town in in uh, 2011 we celebrated the 100 years of Mournville as a town 1991 we celebrated 100 years of the parish of or the the town of Mournville uh, as the settlers came and uh, um, so those are, are milestones that you know were usually a, a year in doing and it was it was big for the town because then you had we also have a lot of clubs in Mournville that that work together you know uh, we still do it's grown over the years but a lot of clubs that have been in Mournville for a lot a lot of years so uh, a lot of members that have been in on the same club for a lot of years and also, you know, you raised a family uh, there in Mournville, and I know growing up myself, and, and my parents would say the same thing, that it was a great place to grow up. Uh, your kids stayed in the community as they grew up and, and got to be uh, very uh, involved in lots of different parts of the community and still are today. I don't know if I should say this or not. But yes, yes, you should brag on the kids. Absolutely. Okay, I'll brag on my kids. Well, yes. okay, our daughter married the boy next door, and uh, uh, she stayed in Mournville. She worked, uh, um, she just retired last year from, uh, she was a, a teacher. And uh, our son, he was also, a, uh, has his Bachelor of Education, but he, he changed careers. He worked in Mournville in the school. He, he changed careers and was a Mournville, uh, was an Edmonton firefighter. And then he came back to Mournville. He was always a volunteer firefighter, yep. but he came back and he is now the fire chief of Mournville. So those Which two we people that we're talking about is uh, Fire Chief Brad Bedez and uh, Sandy Blackburn, who was a longtime teacher, uh, mostly at uh, GH Primo, but of course at other schools as well. Yes, MCHS also. That's right. I, before I let you go, I just wanted to ask you on one more thing, too, because uh, I know Ed Bulger brought it up, and I thought we, I should ask you about it, too, in case you remember anything about it. But the world's largest toque. What do you remember about the toque? <laughs> oh, it was large. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a big toque. It was, that was one of the things that was uh, on display, but it took many hours of knitting to, to make the toque, I'll tell you. And that was, that was all people from Warrenville that, that, you know, they knit it and then put it together. It was quite a feat. Absolutely. Do you know if the the toque is still in existence, or has it has it gone away? It, it might be uh, gone to the big toque in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it very well very well might be. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time today, Mrs. Bedez, and uh, sharing your memories of Warrenville with us. It's uh, great to have folks like you that have led the community through all these years and uh, have made it into the place that it is today. So thank you so much, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you very much, Justin, and you all. Let's surprise Murray Knight. Let's give him a call this morning. Hello? Murray. Yes. It's Justin Pagny calling. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I just thought I'd give you a call this morning. We're we're showcasing Mournville here today uh, on Mix 107, and I've talked to a lot of folks, and you know what they keep on telling me, Murray? Mournville's a great place to live. Well, they're telling me that, but they're also telling me that Murray Knight does a whole heck of a lot for the community. And uh-huh. we want to make you the Mix 107 person of the day, Murray. Oh, 
holy God. I think in town of Mortonville, there's a lot of great volunteers. I'm just one of the many. Well, you've made it into a great place to live, no doubt about it. So congratulations, Murray. Well, I was just wondering, you know, you've been in Mortonville for a, a long time here, and uh, we wanted to kind of uh, get some insight into uh, your past in, in Mortonville and some of the great initiatives you're part of today. I know we were talking to uh, Nicole Baudestein, uh, the city councilor. Tell us about what's coming up on Canada Day and uh, kind of a, something that you guys do every year with that. Uh, the Mournville Historical and Culture Society, this will be our 12th year. Honored to chair this for the 12 years. Uh, we have over 100 volunteers that put out approximately 4,363 flags. How's that for <laughs> approximation? Throughout the whole community. So when you wake up, by 9 o'clock in the morning, everybody in the town of Mournville will have a flag in front of their house. So it's a tradition. Uh, to start to tradition's a little hard sometimes, but people have bought in. It's uh, a great undertaking. Uh, it's uh, pretty much uh, easy to put together. It's, it's experience, same people. We have now kids that uh, went with their mom and dad when they're five and six and grandma and grandpa. They have their own routes now to do so. Pretty impressive. Uh, we've sold a good thing in pride in community, pride in country, and yeah, we got a lot of great people here. We sure do. And I know that you're a historian when it comes to Mournville Landmarks, Murray, and I'm going to ask you about the Mournville Arena coming up in just a sec. We're showcasing Mournville today on our Heartland Tour. I've got Murray Knight on the phone, happens to be our Mix 107 person of the day, a great volunteer in Mournville, but also a bit of a historian on Mournville Landmarks, and one of them happens to be the Ray McDonald Arena. You know quite about it, don't you, Murray? Yeah, I do. Uh, the Mournville old Ray McDonald Arena, I shouldn't say old, the past Ray McDonald Arena that's back in life and having kids in it right today. Uh, started off in Second World War as a drill hall for the uh, American troops in Edmonton and Canadian troops. Uh, then it, after the war, it ended up with the Edmonton Exhibition Association. And in 1959, uh, a group spearheaded by Ray McDonald and a whole bunch of other people moved that stick, board, truss, whatever, to Mournville. Uh, erected that. Uh, it has been the home of all the hockey we had for years uh, since the late 50s. A lot of people sat in the cold uh, arena. The arena had the, the dressing rooms used to be upstairs, so you had to walk downstairs, which is an accomplishment in skate. But, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, it's uh, it's like anything. You get into a small town and people take pride in their community. They band together and they do things. And we get very comfortable with what we do. And then we have a problem when something new comes. It's nice to have new, but you can't forget the old. So, um, yeah, no, it's a, a wonderful building, uh, character for our community. Hope it stands for a few more years and serves the public. A resident for 40 years in the town of Mournville and has done many things over the years to help with the community. Murray Knight, thank you for joining us, and I sure do appreciate your time. Hey, same here. and. Uh, Keep up the good work, all the people in Mournville. Have a great day.